Blog Talk Radio. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Alright, 
Nine runs, nine run in, runs in. But Matt drops him and tags Nick back in. Nine goes up top. It's Hurricane Rana, blah, blah, blah. So flippy, flippy shit. The tag team champions hit a flurry of double team offense. Come on, can we describe it with a little bit more excitement, man? They hit him with a bunch of shit. That really doesn't give me any idea if I was a blind person trying to uh, listen to the match, but okay, Evil Uno, Stu Grayson knocked all the uh, good guys off the apron. It's very odd. They slang Hangman, FDR made the save. That's also very odd for them. Who wins this match? I'm just one one. Yes, okay, who cares? Dark Order, go figure. Really pushing them. Uh, meeting was, I like this review. Boy, I love this writer. Commercial break. We see a video of earlier today when best friends arrived at the arena in Trent's mom's van. I think that is pretty cool, though, that he, he uses his mom's van. His mom says, good luck. Moxley cut a promo. Again, why am I not surprised? Um, he cut the promo earlier today, saying he struggled with a lot of demons. Okay. Santana and Ortiz versus best friends. Boy, a lot of tag team matches to emphasize the tag team division. We get it. We won this match. I'm not going to review it. Commercial break. Go figure. Fucking who won? Dear Lord, this review's off. Cody and Matt Cardona versus Arne, with Arn Anderson versus Dark Order. How many? Okay. Who won this match is what I'm getting at. Dear Lord, Cody and Matt Cardona. Who cares? Um, Cassidy. Cassidy and Jericho. I love this feud. What Jericho, you know. Bischoff declares Orange Cassidy the winner of the debate. <laughs> Jericho says he hadn't liked Bischoff for 22 years. I didn't like him in WCW, and it just wasn't the character. It was the fact that I never liked Bischoff. You know, because I was always an ECW guy. But that's aside from the point. Um, commercial break. Is there anything more? Good Lord. Uh, Jake Hager. Oh, Enzo Amore is working on something monumental. Thank you, Don, for that lovely... He always, this guy always gives me the inside scoop. He's Meltzer's younger brother, right? He has to be. Wrestle underscore radio, folks, if you want to reach me on uh, Wrestle. That's Wrestle underscore radio for Wrestle Radio Network on Instagram. That's Wrestle Radio Network forward slash Facebook.com if you have any questions, comments, concerns. Also on Twitter, if you want, you can touch my inbox or touch, you know, just send me a message at underscore Brian Rails. Or you can search D hyphen train, B train. My good old favorite, least favorite nickname. But I'm going to read the. Actually, I saw from actually the majority of both NXT and AEW. So, Rhea Ripley is not going to face Io Shirai, but I'm assuming it'll become a triple threat. Because you know, NXT, they always live for the unexpected, right? Or the. I don't know anymore. So. Rich Swan retires from wrestling. Thank you, Don, once again. That's that's um okay. I'm I'm fairly interested in just saying that because, you know, we all know that Rich Swan had a falling out with WWE and he's retired, but that's Well yeah, for sure, dude. I don't know how quite you know, to put it like that, but you know, if you're saying, look, Don, I appreciate the appreciation. I mean, that's just, yes, I agree 100% wholeheartedly. But uh, Dakota Kai will now take me over here, Ripley. So uh, let's see here, women's championship. Pat McAfee. And it was recalled, so, yeah, I don't think that was a great idea by Pat, but, you know, it happens, right? This looks to be another packed edition of NXT, for sure. 
They showed the recap of what happened between Adam Cole and Pat McAfee. I, I don't think Pat understands certain things in a certain way. And if this is one giant work, I feel like a dumbass saying these things. But, you know, from a fan's perspective, seeing this, it looks real to us. All this heat that Pat McAfee's gotten with Adam Cole, especially making comments about his career. I mean, sure, some of it's tainted, but there's a way to go about it. And I'll get to that later, folks, but I just want to know what the hell's going on. Um, Dakota Kai beat Rhea Ripley. That's okay. Give the person another turn you want to give the new talent a push. Got it. Cool. Bronson Reed. Okay. There's ongoing early outside in there. Type by Legata Del Fantasma. I don't care about that group. Um, okay. Cameron Grimes and Keith Lee. Keith Lee ends up getting the better of that exchange. Keegan Knox versus Indy Hartwell. I think Hartwell is going to jarring. The Robert Stone brand, to be honest with you. Keegan Knox won that match, obviously, I just said. Or I didn't say. Imperium actually interfered. And I do think... This giant work, or lack thereof, let's see, they're doing a good job. Did he kick out in the chest? I think not, dude. I mean, boy, you want to you wanna have a finish for a match. I think Pat McAfee at TakeOver 30 is going to kick off the match, and I think Beth Phoenix is going to join Undisputed Era. At, coincidentally, I don't know if she's going to rejoin the wrestling scene, but I have a feeling that, Pat McAfee and Adam Cole will be going one-on-one, and it's going to gain ESPN-like attention. I think it already did because once upon a time, Mr. McAfee, former Super Bowl champion, did decide to punt Adam Cole right in the fucking noggin, or did he hit him in the... I didn't fucking... Dude, it was... It wasn't, you know, the type of Shawn Michaels kick, kick you in the chest, or he kicked you right in the chin... That's why it's called Sweet Chin Music. This kick legitimately made me go, ooh, uh, I don't know how it feel about a pro football player kicking me in the face. But um, I'm sure Adam Cole's more pissed off that he let him get the better of him. And for the next 47 minutes, but before I go into the uh, expletive rant, better known as tonight's show, Off the Rails Uncensored, allow me to point out that if you want to train to become a professional wrestler, yes, the world-famous Monster Factory is still open, folks. You can go to www.monsterfactory.org. There's an app on your phone, Fight Network. You can catch live matches if they have one. I don't know. You'd have to ask information, the phone number, for more, inf- for more information about investing in yourself and becoming Making your dreams, actually, let me rewind. If you want to make your dreams of becoming a professional wrestler, referee, manager, valet, ring crew, crew announcer, and see, ring announcer, it doesn't matter. To learn everything, you must go and attend the school in Paulsboro, New Jersey. You have GPS, you go to the school personally if you want. I don't know how that works, so please read the instructions on the website where social distancing is taking place, masks are being worn, and people are practicing the proper protocol for not only social distancing but keeping others safe at the world-famous Monster Factory. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, Danny Cage is the best dude to uh, acquire the answers. And uh, if you want, don't, and I repeat, don't email the office. You can reach them in the worldfamousmonsterfactory.org. Email your questions. No. There's a phone number right there. Do not do not do it during certain hours of the night. Actually, just for more information, go to monsterfactory.org. Reviews. <clears throat> for those of you fighting the good fight against cancer or helping someone fight the good fight against that shitty thing known as cancer, there are several websites including org, Find the Cure, Connorscure.org, 
several websites to help you and your loved ones fight the good fight against cancer. Yes, we are aware that at Russell Radio Network and Off the Rails Uncensored that there's a national pandemic, but still remember to keep those who are fighting their fight in your prayers and your hearts and kick cancer square in the ass. For those of you who want to subscribe to AEW pay-per-views, you can go to fightnetwork.tv. There's a specific AEW app, or you can go to the actual website, aew.com, for more information on how to catch their pay-per-views, their their dark shows and replays, and merchandise is located on prowrestlingtees.com. Get all your AEW merchandise on ProRest through prowrestlingtees.com. Shipping and handling to your own discretion. For those of you wanting to subscribe to the WWE Network, enter, you know, go to WWE.com, go on the tab that says WWE Network. Your first month is free. Then, after you subscribe, you must have a valid debit card or credit card. If you don't have both of those, you must have a valid email address for either, you know, the preloaded cards when you found at your local CVS, Walgreens, Walmart, Best Buys, 7-Eleven, Dollar Generals, FYE, GameStop, Best Buy. And you can find it online. Shipping and handling is required. The prices are total at $6.99 for one-day shipping. Or not one-day shipping. $21.99 one-day shipping. $11.99 for two ground. And, well, $6.99 for standard. That may take seven to ten business days. It may take longer due to pandemic and you know it's chaos. So, with that being said, folks, the following show is an expletive podcast, if you will. I cannot guarantee that the language used in said podcast will not or will offend you. I'm 100% positive that Off the Rails Uncensored was a coined podcast on March 7, 2016. So... Also, any reproduction, likeness thereof, and similarity to the name of Off the Rails Uncensored, you will be fined $45, and it goes straight to my PayPal. So, without further ado, I'm going to discuss with you, with you all, this is like, do they, yeah, I'm realizing that, man, so uh, hit my music if you will. Look in my eyes, what do you see? The cost of Like setting, you know, Howard liked to interview people, make sure that he doesn't that he offended. He just got a lot of odd characters on his show. Well, Pat McAfee didn't have an odd character on his show. He had Adam Cole, and um, I gotta get this pervertum because you know as well as I do. <laughs> O'Reilly, yeah, see. Pat McAfee had to come out to the ring for a reason, and so this, I can't believe they actually, oh, goodness. So basically McAfee called Cole out. He didn't know it was going to be taken seriously. It's Adam Cole, for Christ's sake, the man has reason to have ego, it's because so many people put him on this pedestal because his matches were like, even if you disliked what was said or what was done by the Undisputed Era, 
I was not a big fan because everyone drank the fucking Kool-Aid with Undisputed Era, and it, it grated on my nerves. Adam Cole, baby. Every time that I went to uh, Brooklyn Takeover, it didn't matter. That was, like, the, the call-out phrase, you know, before they even came out to the arena. So you got to admit, man, the merch sales hadn't been up there a lot. I bet you Adam Cole still selling fucking merch just by sitting on his ass and just watching his his wife, watching TV with his wife. He could be making probably 70 million t-shirt sales or more than that. And so Pat McAfee brings him on the show and starts making hype jokes. I think that's that's not something that if it's a work, they, they apologize. And Adam didn't once mention it on Twitter because why? Oh, geez, Louise. Make affy. <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. That's kind of a. He didn't have an internship in WWE. He straight up went into being an interview, dude. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, okay, so Mason from Des Moines, Iowa says. Well, Pat McAfee has every right to be just like Adam Cole. They're both professional athletes, and I believe they'll be facing each other at takeover. I don't know if Pat's been training, but it's like, oh, man, we got him hooked now. Yeah, of course. Because in in wrestling, you know, it's one big – supposedly this would be considered a work. Boy, they got us fooled. They got me fooled. And his show, I just, I'm still in amazement that they're, they let him go to the commentary table. This is the same man that wore shorts and a suit on national TV when there were still crowds. So am I siding with either Adam Cole or Pat McAfee? I don't know. They hooked the mark. They got him going. Is that really the conversation you all are having? It's either a work or one big giant. We're going to try and pull a national audience with former NFL player Pat McAfee versus it's probably bad because they're like Adam Cole. The only people who knows him or knows of him are wrestling fans. Adam Cole is well-known in Ring of Honor. He was you know, well-versed in matches. Obviously, he was well-versed enough to make it to WWE. So, oh, geez. Okay, yes, I will talk about Marty Jannetty and how much trouble he's on right now or in. Police investigate Marty Jannetty after he apparently admitted to murdering a man as a teenager. So, allow me to just take a step back here for a minute. Police in Columbus, Georgia, are reportedly investigating former WWE superstar Marty Jannetty over a bizarre Facebook post he made this morning, according to TMZ. So the Columbus, Georgia Police Department told TMZ that they're going to look into the claim. Um, It says, we are going to look into this. A spokesperson for the CPD Homicide and Cold Case Division said, the first step will be seeing if we have any missing persons or unidentified remains cases. That matched the limited information in the post. It says, Janetti noted in his original post that his brother, Gino, had just returned from the Vietnam War when this incident happened. The former WWE Intercontinental Tag Team Champion was born in February 1960, so he would have turned 13 in 73. The Vietnam War officially ended in April 75, but troops have been returning at various times before the war ended. For what it's worth, the the Chattahoochee River does run through the Columbus area. There are also records of the Victory Lanes Family Bowling Center in Columbus at some point. So, did Marty Janae talk about killing someone on Facebook? Is this a known story in wrestling? That's the original post from somebody on Twitter, right? Um, it says, I never told no one this, even my brother Gino, because Gino would have killed him. And I didn't want my brother gone. Hell, he'd only recently come home from Vietnam. I was 13, working in a Victory Lanes bowling alley, buying weed from a fag that worked there. And he put his hands on me, dragged me around to the back of the building. You already know what he's going to try to do. Oh, boy. 
That was the very first time I made a man disappear. They never found him. They should have looked at the Chattahoochee River. But winning the girl in these picks, I like you so damn much. Probably my favorite, but I promised my way back then. Nobody would ever hurt me again. That includes you. I love you, but you hurt me with your fucking Jamaican jealousy. You can go your own way. I don't need you. So the dumbass admits to murdering a man because a girl rejected him. Now I've got so many things to report. I don't know how <laughs> this is actually great journalist feed, right? To use it as uh, propaganda. No, it's just I'm reporting anything and everything professional wrestling. So the tagline, anything and everything. I think Janetti is just totally disturbed, man. There's something off about him. There always has been. I mean, was I a Marty fan? No. Most of my uh, wrestling peers and friends know. I, um, I just, uh, I've always liked Shawn Michaels better than him. And <laughs> that's probably why they chose uh, Shawn a long time ago. To have put himself in the position that he's in right now and elevated his career, and look what happened to Marty. Slowly but surely disappeared and faded into admitting that he murdered someone on social media. Marty Jannetty murdered someone, folks. And, oh, you know, now he got the attention of the police. What a dumbass. He could have just said, I miss you, darling. I know I'm a psychopath. Even though wording it like that's just going to be ridiculous, right? So, moving forward. Sorry, folks. Just had a bit of roommate issues, you know? When we do a show, it's kind of complex to have some quiet and peace. Anyways, folks, moving forward. So I have one guy who admitted to he murdered someone at the age of 13. Wow. Um, okay, and I don't know if Janetti has any money left from the uh, short-lived career that he had, but, um, you know, I've met Marty once or twice at WrestleCon. Not the uh, nicest of gentlemen, but that's besides the point. So you have Pat McAfee who joined WWE a couple of years ago as a color commentator, got to know people. I don't know how people are like, oh, it's one big warp. You know there's genuine heat between those two, but you know what? Here's the thing. So, folks, I understand that Pat McAfee joined WWE two years ago and now has to face Adam Cole one-on-one in the future. Come on. That's how this story rolls. That's how this stuff works. There's a lot of people buzzing me on Instagram now because I've mentioned Marty Jannetty. Look, if for those of you who hate, I'm not going to change your mind because we're in a society where we believe our facts are more important than the others. So if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or debate questions, which I'll be glad to answer your questions and then block you later because I know you're the type that if you get the last word, her, I told this girl, her, her. Wrestle underscore radio, folks. Wrestle radio network forward slash Facebook.com. On Twitter, at Brian Rails. Or you can search B hyphen train. Again, I'm not one to shy away from sharing my opinions, but an opinion is admitting you murdered someone on social media. This is why Marty's before Jeff Hardy. And I can say this. Jeff was really cool. He was very charismatic. He just had a lot of personal demons. Marty Janetti, his personal demons are continuing. Not only has a man been an alcoholic over and over again, but when you 
go to social media because you're upset that a woman left you and you blatantly admit to murdering someone, gee, um, that would be on the menu of things not to do if you knew you killed someone. But you're not even feeling guilty about uh, calling out, you know, a gay person with the name Fag. I knew you knew what he was going to do. You could have called him a pedophile, you fucking dickbag. But instead, you went ahead and listed the LGBT no-no, right, of calling someone a name that I'm used to hearing, and I don't fucking care because I have a few friends that reference that word but not in a derogatory way. Not only is that word uh, yeah, fag or faggot or whatever, it's... Uh, Sometimes, you know, I don't give a fuck, but when people use it in general to describe a someone of certain orientation because you're going to take him out back and he is going to do you-know-what, he okay, using the N-word in his statement. I'm not going to say it on air because I refuse. And two, I hope they lock you up. I hope they put you away. It's sad but I'm not going to lose any sleep over Marty Jannetty going to jail for murdering a man. doesn't matter. If he was a pedophile and he used it in self-defense, you better have a fucking good lawyer, too. Because there's a lot of people that may support you in doing what you did, but you did kill a man. So I'm not, I'm not going to feel sorry for you if the Georgia police end up finding evidence enough to convict you, and you end up in prison and you're looking for a bailout from Vince or any of the boys, that's going to be funny. Because not only did you just reveal that you were defending yourself, but in a racist way, you revealed that you're anti-gay, anti-LGBT. So Marty Gennetti didn't really care for his career, and I'm going to move forward and talk about something else before I rant on and on endlessly about this poor piece of shit. Yeah, you killed a pedophile. Good for you. I'm, okay, I'm all for that. However, admitting that you murdered someone, why would you be that stupid? Because a woman decides to leave you. Fucking Christ, man. There's got to be something wrong with your motor mechanic skills. There we go. End of rant. Because this motherfucker does not deserve the credibility of a Rowdy Rowdy Piper, Andre the Giant, or Mean Gene, or Bobby the Brain Heenan, or Gorilla Monsoon. All back in his era, by the way. I'm going to segue right into the whole Adam Cole, Pat McAfee situation. We knew it was boiling over from the interview point, and he, they did take photo ops, and they're like, man, so how are we going to work this in? I'm guessing Pat really wanted to get out of from behind the scenes and start working. Um, the training regimen's probably the same in the NFL as the WWE. No. Yes, they lift weights, but there's a difference. One throws the ball, the other defends the offense. One punts the ball every once in a great while. And, well, Pat McAfee just punted Adam Cole, baby. I don't like either of those two men. To be honest with you, one's ego is probably boosted because he worked his ass off to get to WWE. How do you elevate your career? By wrestling a celebrity? So so Adam Cole is going to wrestle Pat McAfee. I guarantee you Adam is going to win, considering the fact that Shawn Michaels shoved Pat back. The question is, do they have everyone's attention now? Yeah, they got us hooked. And I'll probably feel dumb at the whole end of this saying to myself, I fell for the oldest trick in the book. Or legitimately when Beth Phoenix walked out from commentary because Pat wouldn't shut up and he kept repeating himself in a fucking loop. I repeat myself in a loop but in different sentences. But I wouldn't... It's like he was stressing over the fact that he called Adam Cole short. But I find it funny that what should have been pointed out years ago is that Adam Cole is five foot eight. Does height matter in, in real wrestling? I mean, those guys are tiny. You know, okay, Roderick Strong, Pat McAfee, okay, Pat McAfee taller. Was Pat a punter? Sure. 
do punters have a, a role in the NFL? Yes, because you punt the ball, you get field position, it determines the outcome of the game, yea or nay, sometimes it doesn't. But um, I guarantee you, him jumping into the world of professional wrestling is no different than what Mike Tyson did in 97, um, when Butterbean did so in 98 or 99, which was the dumbest fucking celebrity infusion aside from Snooki. Yes, her and Trish Stratus versus Layla and Michelle McCool. Imagine folks having to cower down to a celebrity because if you don't, <laughs> the consequences as a pro wrestler are you didn't make them happy. Goodbye. Your contract's done. But if you're making merchandise sales like Adam Cole, you don't have to worry about that. Is he going to cower down and lose to uh, Pat McAfee? A man who just called NXT a very unprofessional setting? Are we biting the bait here? That's the fucking question. It's so good. Are we biting the bait? Is this one big giant fucking work? Do they have everyone's attention now? Because that might be, this might be the one thing that WWE needed because the whole carrying cross not showing up and then giving very, very odd promos on the Tron. I mean, they're straightforward. You know what they're about. They know, we know who they're geared towards. But this, this situation with Pat McAfee and Adam Cole kind of just, I was flipping back and forth between AEW and WWE, and some people say I won't watch NXT because when they get to main roster, they just come completely to shit, which, you know, is not far from the truth. Every time someone from NXT goes up, it's a rarity that they keep their character in form. Um, I don't know how true it is, you know, when superstars go up from, well, yeah, actually it's very true people who have Ricochet, Aleister Black, Andrade Cien Almas. There are certain people that pull attention, folks, and I know how to move up. But I'm going to be straight up honest with you. It wasn't until tonight that had me going, oh, man. Because a lot of NXT has been straight up matches. It's hard without an audience to add stipulations, certain kinds of match styles. You know, there's NXT UK, right? Haven't seen or heard from them in quite a while because of the whole restructuring of the roster and the whole Me Too movement that outed a lot of uh, bad people. Not going to go in. Well, you already know the names. You've seen them on Twitter and all kinds of social media outlets. So, with that being said, tonight kind of was, not kind of was entry. It's like, man, where has this style a show been from NXT in quite some time? I mean, it's barely capturing a million viewers or, you know, barely over, but I guarantee you the Pat McAfee situation with Adam Cole, that's going to pull a lot of ratings. Here's why. You have a guy formerly played for the Indianapolis Colts. Not only that, but you say the words former NFL player versus they're not I, – I don't know how brutal ESPN is going to be, but Adam Cole is a multi-time um, – several time NXT champion because God only knows it was his show for the last two and a half, three years, and for good reason. He elevated people's careers. I don't know. I mean Ricochet anyone, <laughs> Alistair Black. But Adam's a really nice dude. But I I wanna say that they're playing this angle up for, you know, in two weeks there's time to build the feud, there's time to build the work. And Beth Phoenix probably like, Hey, that was a great job. I still hate you. I don't know. I, I love playing the guessing game in professional wrestling because having predictability, I'm not that type of fan. If anyone knows what's going to happen, they're like, well, I knew that was going to happen, but I'm still going to fucking bitch about it. I don't like bitching on my show on a constant basis, and this is the first time in a while that I felt positive about something that WWE is doing. AEW is doing their damnedest, man, with their flippy, flippy shit. And their matches that 
really at this point, I don't know what the fuck they're trying to do. Some of their matches are cluster fucks, and some of them are like, whoa, that was a pretty good match. Darby Allen versus Moxley. Oh, man. I don't have enough ibuprofen after watching that match. Moxley's just nuts. Darby Allen's like 10, a grade level 10 nutbag that just do anything and everything. That coffin drop that he does, I don't really, that's stupid. Um, you got to understand something. If you don't watch professional wrestling, we don't hold it against you. Just like people who love UFC are going to say, well, if you don't watch UFC, you're fucking missing out. There's a lot of fucking opinions going out, and everyone that says, well, I don't really like it, then people will try and sway them like it's nobody's fucking business going, hey, you should watch the UFC, or you should watch uh, pro wrestling, or whatever. I used to watch when I was a kid, man. That's what we always hear, and then you'll hear UFC guys, oh, man, he missed a good fight, he tapped him out. I just love how certain people will say the fight against so-and-so was so great. Here's my favorite thing to say, you know, it's a joke. You know, they say wrestling looks gay and is gay, but UFC, they're fighting barefoot and bare-chested, and they're basically eye candy for gay men like me, right? I'm not watching for that specific purpose, but uh, rolling around in shorts and then getting on top of them in certain positions, oh, yeah, nothing gay about that, right? They're like, you have to respect the fight, and you have to respect this and not the other. I'm not interested. I just choose not to watch it. And it's like, you know, you don't choose to watch professional wrestling. So to answer your question, dude, I do think, actually I know, that a lot of people can identify with pro wrestling because, like, UFC is for you, Jason, that uh, it's an escape. Anyways... I'm going to reel myself back in. Is this a work? Because holy fuck, this is the first time this is compelling TV. Someone kicked, actually Pat McAfee kicked, Adam Cole in the next week. And we all know the strength of that leg has got to be at tenfold because the man hasn't kicked. But boy, if you ask him to kick a beach ball or anything including a football, or Adam, in this case, Adam Cole's head. Holy fuck balls. He said, you were nothing. Matt McAfee was saying, you will be nothing but a tiny bitch. Considering that he, you know, he's content. Look at the money he's making, $1 to $5 million on an NXT roster instead of your guaranteed $130K. Yeah, I did my research. I know that referees, you know, they make a certain amount that would make any regular Joe Schmo jealous of their fucking paychecks, but, you know, it's a passion. Anyways, Adam Cole has elevated several people's careers, right? And you want to know why they can't go onto any main roster stuff. Have you seen Undisputed Era do well by themselves? Um, as far as characters, Roderick Strong might, Kyle O'Reilly could, Bobby Fish could, but it's gonna, it would feel weird and awkward to split them up. So in a sense, Pat McAfee does have certain advantages over Adam Cole height-wise, but experience-wise, the man, I don't, I don't know if Pat's been training lately, I don't know if this was all part of the fucking plan. But boy, you gotta love writing, right? You gotta love the whole <laughs> the guys come out because they're protecting their moneymaker. Because without Adam Cole, we all saw how well the roster did without him, right? I mean, Velveteen Dream, Dexter Loomis, who got an Achilles injury. Um, let's just say it. Things were not as intriguing without Mr. Cole running the show, right? And this look as positive as positive can get, right? He has everything going for him. He was an NXT champion, he took time off you know, took time off, came back. It was just 
mean, there's just a lot of things that Adam has done over the years. You know, he's first ever war games, undisputed wins. The predictability factor kind of got annoying because these fans knew, okay, well, somebody's going to run in, Adam's going to retain. It's kind of irritating watching his career just a smidgen. Does everyone bit the bullet? No. The bullet. Everyone followed what he was trying to feed that, and it's very catchy, right? Adam Cole, Bay Bay. Like I said, he's very versed in his career. He's a tag team wrestler. He's a solo wrestler. You know, he got suplexed off the of War Games cage. Man's been through a lot. Like I said, maybe he's just permanent resident of NXT, even when Undisputed may or may not stick with him. So how many years, you know, you make a career in wrestling, you stick with it, stick with whatever works. And now Pat McAfee comes along and calls him out because he'll be nothing but a short little spoiled bitch. Like I said, I don't like McAfee. I don't like Cole. If I'm being honest, folks, one of the biggest things that bothers me is people try and ask me, about people that I don't really care for. Didn't really care for Undisputed, but boy, their merch sales just went through the fucking roof. Year after year, you know, I would go to TakeOver in Brooklyn or Chicago or St. Louis. I even, you know, it's because my addiction to what was NXT was the fact that it wasn't just overrun by factions or material that people didn't agree with. I think that Adam Cole has a very drawing personality, can draw in people. That's not the fucking problem. But when you go up against caliber talent and time after time, you prove that, oh, yeah, I'm the best. It got to the point where I was like, should I continue watching NXT knowing that Adam Cole was going to win? Because the only challenge for him, and hear me out, folks, was Kevin Owens. At War Games. Kevin Owens presented a very good idea in my head. Because Pat McAfee, really? Pat McAfee? You want to move someone back down to NXT? Because, I mean, Kevin Owens can do both NXT and Maine, considering they're both in Florida. Um, I believe that Kevin Owens, folks, would be a much better selection. But as far as ratings go, you want ratings? Pat McAfee's your guy. Runs his mouth about how Adam Cole's career, you know, he's accomplished a lot. He's won a lot of championships. So he built him up and tore him way the fuck down a little too much. I don't know if he's going to be with WWE much longer, but I guarantee you if it's a loser leaves WWE match, and now I'm spouting off ideas without getting credibility here, but I might as well. You might as well have a loser leave WWE match. And I guarantee you Adam Cole's going to win that one, too. He's like, he's lost matches. Uh, take over Brooklyn, Ricochet. Um, he's lost. Pete Dunn. Fortunately, there's a lot of shit going on right now in NXT UK. Like I said, they're restructuring the roster. But you get my chance. Adam Cole basically is not the prodigal child. He's the favorite son. So everything... I mean, you can say it gets handed to him, but are we for sure? Because if Triple H or Shawn Michaels or the powers that be in NXT didn't like Adam Cole, he wouldn't be in the position he's in right now. And if this is one big giant work, I feel like such the moron. But it was worth venting out my feelings about Mr. Cole and Pat McAfee. You have a punter who before Marquette came, was one of my favorite teams, the Open or now Las Vegas Raiders. Was very showy, you know, arrogant, had that aura about him. But you know what? He was a good punter and he backed it up. So my question to Pat is, are you ready? Are you fully mentally prepared for the backlash you're about to get in the wrestling community? And even if it's a work, which it probably is, and I feel like an idiot, it's like, do they have our attention now? 
that's one question that that's going to linger in my brain. So long as this one big fucking work, if they write anything about them, if they didn't write about, you know, or McAfee uh, issuing an apology to Beth and to not just her, but the WWE locker room, I'm going to laugh my ass off. They're going to play this angle up, right? And if it is real, holy shit. Did I just see what I, did I just hear, or did I just see what I just saw? Pat McAfee actually kicking Adam Cole, not in the chest, I mean, that dude, Adam Cole tried to lean in and Pat just leaned up and just kicked him. Not a bro kick, not a Claremore, just straight up kick. It looked like Adam Cole's head was the football. And that's very Randy Orton-esque of uh, Mr. McAfee. I know he's a big fan of Scott Hall and the good old days of Razor Ramon and old professional wrestling and the Attitude Era. He's just one big giant fan, if you ask me. He's he's like uh, Eugene, but smarter. I don't know about the smarter part, but Eugene, but more enhanced. Is there is there terminologies for this? But uh, <laughs> Adam Cole, really. So they bring him back to face a kind of celebrity, if you will, because look, look how much attention back he's going to get through not only ESPN, but Fox Sportsnet and various other radio hubs are going to be like, punter, former punter Pat McAfee hunts his way into the WWE scene. Like, how's this going, dude? It's going to cover a lot of fucking stories. Yes. I am all for what AEW's doing, dude. I just, you want captivating TV? Yes, the Darby Allen match and Moxley match was great. Darren from Rutherford, New Jersey. How are you doing? We're neighbors. Go Yankees. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yes, thank you. All right, I will message you later, my friend. All right, folks, again, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, this is the last five minutes of the show. It's like the last call at the bar as far as we're open, but I'm chilling. Wrestle underscore radio, wrestle radio network, forward slash Facebook.com, at Brian Rails on Twitter. So I will post the episode from Monday because I have a feeling. I have a feeling we're going to see Pat McAfee either get his ass whooped by Undisputed Era next week because we know Pat doesn't have very many friends or because Undisputed Era always thinks and this is the irritating fact they've given them so much creative control it's like the NWO back in WCW when WCW was about to be out it's a combination of D-Generation X Four Horsemen and the Earn. W-O. It's nothing to do with the shield because in the shield they actually look like workers. Not saying that, not saying that Undisputed doesn't, but you get what I mean height-wise, size-wise, speed, agility. People can lift weights at a lower weight class and also uh, the tallest one would be Kyle O'Reilly. At 5'8", maybe 5'9". These guys are cruiserweights, but they obviously caught the attention of the bosses. So, their careers thus far with Adam Cole, who's like uh, Shawn Michaels' mini, if you will. Even at that point, I've started to wonder, like, is there anybody left for them to go face? Imperium somehow retained the tag titles tonight thanks to McAfee's distraction and Adam Cole costing Undisputed Era the t- Well, no, 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 no. Let me retract. Pat McAfee and his distraction with Adam Cole costing Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish their opportunities to become the tag team champions. That's a big deal, because Undisputed has been kind of on the downward spiral, if you will, thank God. They're the only faction in NXT that's worth interest, but at the same time, it got to the point where it's like, is anybody going to be worthy of being the next opponent? 
And it's like, how in wrestling this works, I don't want to hear the fucking worker's explanation from it, and I don't want to hear the smart's explanation from it. You know why? Because just looking at the tail of the tape, ever since NXT was a thing, even before this pandemic, Adam Cole has gotten every single fucking title opportunity. Do you know why? Because the crowd ate it up. Crowd eats it up. You send the guy out there. You give him the main event. How very very old school, but it's how it works. It's how it works. Okay. This whole situation has got me intrigued now, and it's great because now I'm going to be thinking: Was it a work? Was it a work? Do they have everyone's attention now? Everyone's been bitching about how WWE used to be. Man, that's true. NXT's kind of a glimpse of how it used to be. It's hard to rotate a healthy roster into the fray when that healthy roster is either getting injured all the time by freak accident or is tried and convicted because of an incident online. There's just a lot of fact, you know. There's just a lot of factors going into what really went on between Adam Cole and his uh, tenure in WWE. A lot of people can sum up a lot of people's careers. His is not by luck. I mean, the man gained a lot of attention in Ring of Honor. He just overall caught. The attention. He knew what to say. His timing was there. So I really can't fault the man in that, but at the same time, it would have been nice if other talents got the opportunity. They wanted to go to Maine because of money. They won't. Or they did it because they love what they do. No one will ever know. But what I know is McAfee's about to get his ass whooped. And, I, and I'm not for either him or Adam Cole, and I've repeated this in a fucking loop, um, but I will tell you one reason why. If a wrestler loses to a celebrity, to me, that's a slap in the face of the business. Because celebrities, I've always wanted to learn about professional wrestling. I've never had the opportunity to learn about pro wrestling. Now you're going to. So, despite my discord or not non-interest in Adam Cole and his over-glorified, over-hyped career. There I said, I got it out. Ooh, that felt good. I'm not jealous of man that makes millions of dollars that's always going to put and have guaranteed jobs. No, because more power to him. But now, he's going to sit there and be the one, okay, when I do this, we remember, we do this. I don't think he's going to enjoy being his instructor or bitch boy. For that matter, there's got to be somebody that can train Todd McAfee in two. Wow, what a fucking conundrum this has really become in my head. So anyways, folks, join us next week. Russell Radio Network, Lady Lynn returning. And me again on Wednesday with a special guest. I will not tell you who, but he's a good friend of mine. And uh, I'll leave it at that. So... If you didn't like what good old Brian Real say, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. Two of those bitches I got to work in the morning very early. Dig it. Personality, the cult of personality.